Greetings, fellow Slayers. Welcome back to the show. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian. Welcome you once again to our Blood Lords run-through. You know, as always, business first. You know what? I really want to give a shout-out to a couple of these fellow Slingers out in the wild. Matt Y., who has recently subscribed to our YouTube channel. Welcome to our Digital Rage Room. And I want to give a shout-out to Bradley Smith, who actually wrote into the show and dropped Khan's name as the first to roll hard 20 on episode 7. So, guess what, Bradley? You've got your D20, your gold doubloon, and a sticker with our logo on it on its way to you now. And yes, we do send those out. We've got a few other listeners out there that have written in, and, and, and they got those D20s and stickers and gold doubloons. And you know what? That really lets me know that you guys are listening to the show and you're liking it. In fact, I think that uh, before one of our recordings which is in the future for you, but in the past for me, we had kind of gone over what it means to listen to a show that really brings you up. I know that for me, I like listening to different shows of different genres. And, and I know like when I'm having a bad day, because I think just like everybody else in this planet, we all have bad days. If we could get the morale of one person to elevate by listening to one of our shows, then I feel like we've done wonders and i think that's really what this hobby is about is how good it makes us all feel whether you're playing it or you're listening to it or because you don't have time unfortunately or maybe you're prepping for your own game and you want some incentive you want some kind of a of a happy feel good feeling about when you're about ready to roll you're like yeah i'm gonna roll like that guy or i want i want to you know describe something like that gm does i know i do the same thing too but if we're able to meet that for you guys then that speaks volumes to me. By the way, best thing you could do is leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. And number two, tell a friend about the show because word of mouth catches on like a house on fuego. So let's just cut to the chase. Let's warm up our dice and top off our glasses. Roll the Heart 20 podcast presents episode eight of our Blood Lords run-through. Keep riding into the show. watching you bitch <laughs> they're watching you they want to know where he got all his those high def cameras from he's over there like hey if you need any information i could tell you everything they're like uh we're, we're kind of watching you dude they can they can watch watch, you can watch you but you can't touch say right. some people pay good money for that no touchy touchy you can touch but you can't watch I'm oh, shy. Oh. <laughs> you can listen, edition. but you can't taste. Wait, what? <laughs> Sailor. Some Shanghai stuff. Damn. So how is everybody doing this evening? Doing well. Now that all these fucking holidays are finally behind us, you know? Oh, yeah. Which is probably the uh, the greatest hurdle that we always have to overcome on the show every year is trying to get in enough shows to last us through that time, you know, because otherwise we just, I think in previous years, we, we end up running out of shows and then we have a hiatus and I think we made it through this time around. Hell yeah. Job. Powers Res to the B. I, uh, I attribute it to being, you know, to the, for the people's champion, 
you know, Khan kept everyone unfocused, you know, moving forward. No slackers. Khan, do it. All meat, no gravy. <laughs> no potatoes. No potatoes. <laughs> no potatoes. Makes the dish. Or, or that. Or Just that anemic, anemic looking pork chop that Radke showed later. Where's oh, the goodness. color on that thing, man? There's nothing, Brit. That's it's a like you celery boiled grill. It. Yeah, <laughs> well, it down southern style. Tan food. Blech. <laughs> the girl I work with gave me that recipe, and it's baller. Oh, Here, okay. Get a nice bowl of sawdust soup with that too, or what? Connor, thank you. It was amazing. Appreciate that. Connor. Yeah, her name is Connor. She's awesome. She plays Sarah? DB too. <laughs> Sarah Connor, you must come with me to the future. I stole some pants off a bomb. They fit Please. perfectly. Yes. Yellow in the front, brown in the rear. The easiest way to put them on. Do you have visual cues? It's better than brown in the front and red in the rear. Yeah. Oh my God. The murder hole. <laughs> the Sarlacc. <murder laughs> Your Sarlacc is mine. God. All right, you slobs. Let's lead us in and uh, let's start playing. Get Greetings, to the fellas. game. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> even even Copper's chiming in. Yeah, see? I wonder if the, F the FBI guys that are outside of Chris's house are like listening to this. Probably wondering what the hell he's doing. Yeah, it's all yeah. encrypted. Greetings, fellow singers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted GM, Brian. And with me, my hard slingers. Yeah. Into the streets. Year 2023, episode eight of our Blood Lords run through. So you guys are still in Urgag's farm. You guys are doing a great job though of clearing this place out. With the exception of this, this rocky protrusion that the farm has been built out of, you basically have, have opened up the entire map, opened up the entire farm. When we last left off, you guys had gone towards the opening. It was this 20-foot wide opening that led into this mountain. It was a busted wooden door. The gate had been just shattered both inside and out. You couldn't tell which way it had been blown. Uh, I think somebody thought maybe Magusta had done it. Uh, it didn't look like she had done it, though. And then you guys decided that you were going to simultaneously... De La Cruz was going to go in 20 feet... At the same time, Renna throws a torch in 50 right. feet. Yes. And I think Classic. that Khan shouted, mm. ready or not, here we come. Quiet, I'm trying to sneak up on them. <laughs> so let's chuck that torch and let's move De La Cruz. De La Cruz, perception further up of what you can see. Are you looking around that corner? Yeah, I want to peek around the corners. Okay, gentlemen. So, that is so let me let me 20, explain it for the audience as well. Hang on a second, there, hero. So you're you're approaching a corner of a cutout. Looks like it could be an alcove that's thirty feet wide. There's one in the northern wall and one in the southern wall. You're currently against the northern wall, and you want to peek around that corner. Correct. Correct. Yes. All right. Let me uh, let me open this shite up a little bit for you. As you open peek around the up. corner. You notice these two shambling zombies are trying to break through a barricade of crates that lead into a hallway in the northern wall. And you also see another one of those shambling zombie hounds. What would you like to do? 
Mm -hmm. Can I see to the south on the other corridor? I mean, you said yeah. it's dark vision or dark in there. Well, you I got, got, you got enough of a torch. And where's that torch go, Racky? Oh, I thought you said to delete it. No, no. I'll leave, the, leave your torch in there. She I didn't know. hear those words from the GM. Ah, I got we, dark in here. <laughs> we need the ambiance. So as you look to the southern wall, you see that there's another 30-foot alcove that goes in 20 feet, just like the northern one. But there's, there looks like there's another smaller alcove in the southern wall that's 10 by 10 with nothing in it. Okay. I'm going to look back at the party, kind of hand gesture, three enemies, you know, and poke around the corner, try to get Khan, you know, go silent. They, uh, they haven't detected me. What? Sorry. <laughs> well, now that, now that Racky put that torch back in there, you see the two zombies, one of them actually stops Ooh. and looks at the torch. Go after it. Can I try to make a distraction? What kind of distraction? Like throw a torch in, maybe? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Maybe use like my deception skill. Use hey, one of those tangle bags. I used the last one on something. I still got one you gave me earlier. Oh, well, shit. You want, you want my sack? Yeah. I don't want to touch your sack again. I'm sorry. I was really, really drunk that night. So <laughs> let me move this zombie to the torch. So he yeah. actually moves the 20 feet to the torch and is looking at it. Create a diversion. De La Cruz, is there something you wanted to do at that point? Because I'll give you the the first attack, which would leave him flat-footed. What does that do? No dex bonus? It's uh, negative two to his AC. Ne uh, let's see. No, AC. <laughs> oh. I see. You see? I see. No. Run I... and attack and run back, man. Bring them out to us. It's, I hey. wanted to see how far that, that dog is. Hey, GM, what's the, the current time? It's about 4.15. That's off the top of my head. Dusk still... No, no, I, I take that back. It's not. It, it's probably closer to 2, I think. Because when you guys got underway and you guys did your rest, you guys drove it straight in. So hell yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> driving it. Okay, you just I'm... take the Velcro off of your Timex and then like put it back real silently after you see. <laughs> okay, so two o'clock afternoon, kind of mid. Yeah, we'll say we'll say like... two o'clock. Okay. If any of the I'm... listeners think I'm wrong or know I'm wrong from a previous episode, so, please forgive know. me. I'm just trying to get a a feel for the lighting. Well, in this area, I'm talking about outside the kind of the alcove. Yeah, you still got normal sun outside. Okay. Okay. I got movement. I can make it. Okay. I'm going to move up 15 feet, attack the dog. Okay. Okay. So, first attack. Come on, baby. Let's get something good. Oh, hell yeah. 18 on the die. That's 25 to hit. That's yeah. going to hit. That is going to be for 11 points of damage. Okay. Now let us roll some initiative. Yeah. Because I, I think you only get one attack. One attack? Okay. Yeah, I think on a on a surprise attack. I don't think he you can get still your... move though, right? Does he got an extra move still? He moved, he attacked. Does he got one more move? I think he might. Okay. 
What do you want to do for your second you attack? Ready? You want to do, Ooh, you want to do a second for, attack? For my third action, actually, no. I want to lure that dog down to the fucking choke point. Okay, that so way, you got to return people, back the way yeah, you came. Yeah, so I'm going to move again 15 feet. That leads me just right around the corner and out of clear line of sight. And let's roll some initiative. Nice move, Lieutenant. Yeah, LT. Con. 23. Yes. De La Cruz. 15. Sorrel. 15. Rena. Also 23. Ooh. Wow. Roll off. Who, yeah, who has Roll the off. greater decks between Rena <laughs> and Con? <laughs> 20, baby. Fuck you. I wasted it though on a fucking roll off. <laughs> I'm glad you decided to adjudicate that. Who has the highest dex between Sorel and De La Cruz? Dex, uh, I got a plus two. I have a 16. Who said that? Sammy. Colin. No, no. Sorel. I have a 14 dex with a plus two modifier. Ooh, we both have the same. Roll, roll off. off. Ooh. All right, roll off, baby. Here we go. Lay them out and measure them. 14. 14. Oh, 16. Oh. 16. Yes. We can beat the enemies as good as we're beating each other. We're going to yeah, be all that's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I always like to, I don't like fighting. I like prefer to beat myself. <laughs> well, Con, why don't you start beating on yourself? What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to need to hit up that healing potion that we have because I'm currently down below half. Okay. We're going to be getting into some some dog fights right now. What the De La Cruz, how much did those heal for? Was it a 1d8? 1d8, that's correct. Any pluses? No pluses. All right. All right, there's four more. So I'm up to 13 hit points now. So I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to drink the potion for one action, and then I am going to move in, let's see, be standing next to Cruz, because I can't make it all the way up to them for for an attack. Rena, you see Khan chug this potion, toss the bottle, not worried about California Redemption Value because he doesn't <laughs> live there anymore, and run up <laughs> right next to De La Cruz. Inside the choke point of the entrance of this mountain. Khan so literally stopped right in the eyesight of uh, the zombie over by the torch. Good. So she kind of, for a second, is like, really? So she's going to move to the south. It's a good thing a, you got three. Yeah, take a few steps back to where she can get a little uh, angle on this guy. And then she's going to hunt prey on the torch zombie again and take her attacks. That's a one. Critical oh, right. Oh, no. That is a critical. Damn. Let's let's see that card. Oh, shit. So snap string. If the attack uses a weapon in the bow group, the string snaps requiring three interact, interact actions to fix. Fuck. Oh, looks like it's going to be knife work <laughs> for you. I think when this happens, it's like part of her hand is kind of messed up from, uh, you know, the past. And maybe that scar tissue kind of got caught up in the string and it just made it like come off. So she's like pissed off, but she's also mad that she's still hurt. Well, she's going to have to shake that shit off. The dog wants a little piece of the loving now and actually moves 
down and around the corner to where you disappeared to De La Cruz and is shocked to see two individuals there. One, two, three for Khan, four, five, six for De La Cruz. De La Cruz. It's time to cruise. Bring it, this baby. dog goes to Come do its tank. chomp on you. I don't think that's going to hit, though. A 12. Throw out the dog biscuits. That's 12 will miss, miss, I believe. That's a miss. And then he will attempt to attack one more time. Fuck you. <laughs> Come here, puppy dog. <laughs> 14. 14 will miss. All right. That is it for its move and attacks. Sorel. what would you uh, like to do? Where are you at? Anyways, you hide in that vegetable garden back there? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back at the entrance to the uh, cave. So question for you. So I want to use a spell, but it's it's a somatic verbal. Okay. Okay. 30 foot. I don't have line of sight to everybody, but because it's verbal and these are kind of stone walls, they should hear the echo or the. I'm asking. (laughs) Okay, well. (laughs) Rules is written line of sight means you there can I don't be, have line of sight. Okay. It, this is not yeah. this is then you can't do it. If you can't draw a line from the corner of the square you're in, I you know, if we we're doing mechanically draw from one corner to a corner of the opposing, you have to be able to do that without anything obscuring that. Okay, do you not have that? This spell is strictly verbal. Is it a three action spell? If I choose to do three action, oh, yes. Okay. I was gonna say you could move and and try to make that, but that's uh, what are you it's trying verbal. to do, Sorrel? I'm I'm looking to lay down some heal and some damage at the same time. So yeah, this you, is you'd have to move to get that that line of sight for everybody to be in there. It's an emanation though. It's a thirty foot emanation, so it's just aim for the ghoul okay. or sorry the zombie and you know over to the west. Won't that hit him and heal us at the same time? As, as long as GM is okay with a 30-foot emanation. Off of you, like 30 off feet. Off from me, exactly. Or all, it's okay. So anybody that would be in that emanation, with the exception of the, the individual, because it won't go through the mountain. Like if he's behind a wall, he's considered having greater cover. So he, yeah. he couldn't be hit. And even for verbal? Hit. Yeah. Because if, if somebody's in a room next to you and you can't see them, they wouldn't be affected by that. You have to know, you have to see that individual. Now, uh, I could be wrong, but I could have swore I, I just read something about um, greater cover. I'm just trying to to make sure that we're aligned on the mechanics of a verbal spell that I can shout into a cavernous area that really everybody in that area can hear. Yeah, but if you can't see them, they can't be included in it. Okay. I'm good. If if I'm wrong, we'll we'll do that. Okay. So let's see just the monsters. No, I can't see see the dude by the torch. I can, but I can't see the guy to the north. Right. Yeah, that's fine. Seat. You'll get two out of three. Ain't bad. That's a good meatloaf song. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. In the 80s, rock alive. 70. So knowing that the individual in the northern alcove cannot be seen. Yep. He cannot hear your spell. 
So go ahead and make your attack, Cyril. Uh, real quick, the distance, my distance to the zombie that is by the torch is roughly what? I think I'm it's 45, 45 feet. feet. Oh. Okay, so he will not... So I'm only going to be able to hit all of my party members and then this one zombie that is by uh, Dela Cruz. Okay. Dead. The hound. Okay. The hound. Uh, the hound, yep. Uh, it's undead, right? The hound's yes, undead? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I am going to use all of my actions on this turn, all three. I'm going to cast a heal. It's going to heal my party members and it's going to do damage to any undead within the 30-foot emanation of my current line of sight. Which is the hound? What's the DC? Uh, 14 is the 14. DC. And that's so a, that's fortitude. So um, all the party members, can you guys roll your 20 and let me know what you got? I got Rana's. an 18. Sorry, Rena. You're good. 22, son. Okay. And then Dela Cruz? Nice. 23. Oh. Hell yeah. Okay. So each of you gains eight points of healing. Hell yeah. 19 for the hound. Hound takes no damage. Oh, damn. Oh, he will in a bit. Yeah. That's right. I about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my, my turn's done. I'm, I've used all my actions. De La Cruz. Job, right. little man. Let me do some healing real quick. And I am going back again for the strike. Leave my dog alone, please. Oh, I am going to take that puppy out. Just call me John Wick. All right, here we go. First attack. Come on. Ah. Eight on the die, 15 to hit. Gonna hit. Yeah. All right. That's, oh, hell yeah. Eight points of damage. And you sink the hound. All right. And let's see, what can I do? All right, that was my first attack. I am always, I think I'm actually going to ready my action, which will expend two of my actions for that zombie to make it down to myself or Khan. Well, I got to run in. Does, I ain't waiting here. Oh, you're not waiting there? Nah, you got to charge him. You got one more move, one more attack. Let's go beat the hell out of this meatbag. I, I didn't want I wanted to leave it open in the chokehold for, for Sorrel and... Renee. Uh, fuck it. Let's charge it then. We got a little bit of healing. All right. Going to move up to the zombie in the north. Second attack. Let's see. Ooh, another 15 to hit. There you go. And that is for six points of damage. Six oh, points? You, you charged? Six. I was just kidding, man. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Well, you better keep up, Khan. <laughs> well, the zombie did not appreciate that. It immediately sets upon you, De La Cruz. Ugh, what the fuck's with these dice? Sounds like they're working 14? beautiful. 14 will miss. Okay. It will do it one more time. There we go. 21 to hit. Ooh, that will hit. Finally. With glee, six points of damage. All right. I'll and take he it. grabs you. <laughs> That's right. These guys are a little touchy feely. With his third attack, now that he's grabbed you, he's going to try to bite you. This is at a negative 10 to attack. 
Oh, is, is that uh fucking dead air? Shut up, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen to hit. It's gonna miss. That's gonna miss. That's gonna miss. Just a bit outside. Yeah. The second zombie saw you rooting, Khan, and actually goes up to you. Yeah, bring it, man. First attack. Tries to club you with 18 to hit. 18 hits. It's on the die. For six points of damage, and he grabs you as well. And then he tries to bite you. One. It's critical miss or one Critical damage. miss. All righty, let right. me go. Let you me go. Come out. You can, so I'll tell you what, you can either have me pick the card. Or you could have me let you go. I don't even know what the card would be, so. Oh. I don't. Yeah. Uh, let's do a card. Let's be daring. Is this going to be unarmed, Brian? Yes. So you can flavor this however you want, but this is called hard edged adversary. So Khan is hard edged. Damn right. You take 2d6 piercing or slashing damage determined by the GM. Oh, shit. Uh, doesn't matter. Six and one half, half dozen in the other. It's going to be 1d6 piercing, 1d6 slashing. That's right. <laughs> How about 1d4 bludgeoning? 1d4 yes. piercing. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead and roll your two d6s. 1d4 okay. dealer's choice, son. First one is five. Second one is five. Ooh. Damn. Guys I didn't even attack yet. Some smackdown. Well, you can attack now. Ran into my elbows. However, you have not been let go. Okay. So. What do I need to do to break his thing? You need to make a strength <laughs> check. Okay. What What's the roll on that? Strength. You're just going to I mean, roll, I roll a like, d20 plus like a your 15 modifier. or something? It's just like a. Yeah, okay. with your strength modifier. Okay, that's 11 plus uh, 3, 14. <sighs> Holding tight. Ooh. Can I Still do it in your grist? You could do it again, but you have okay. to do it at a negative five. Okay. 16 minus five. <laughs> 16 minus five is 11 plus three is 14. Does it work now? No, it still doesn't work now. <laughs> he looks tired, but he just looks uh, dead tired. You know, I can't. So he's see. grabbing me. Is there any other kind of uh, maneuver I can do? Um, it's just I can I can break the grasp. Yeah, so you, you have to break me, the grasp to bite me, right? He he'll try to bite you on the next time. Okay. If he's still alive. All right. Well, let's so. let's uh, let's break this grasp on this last one. Nineteen. What is it now? Minus ten. Ten. So, so that's nine. nine plus three Ouch. is twelve. Does that one work? Ironically, <laughs> no. Hey, <Damn. laughs> so you're on, just, you just you are held in place. Your your rigid hardcore well, he, ass. He grabbed me and took all that damage, and my my ribs must have broke through and stuck him to me. Um, because my weapon's broken, Rena's just going to stand there. She reaches into her utility pouch, pulls out another bowstring, and she starts just fixing that thing, and that'll be her turn. The hound is demised. Sorel. Just the one zombie left, right? Two. Oh, the other one. Okay. Yeah, you can't uh, see the other one. Uh, you just know that uh, the crews went up and around the corner into the northern alcove. But you just see the one that's Basically got Khan in a in a little love grasp there. 
Okay, I'm going to take my move action and move to the other side, to the southern side of that um, of that alcove entrance so that I can have line of sight on uh, our boy Sebastian. Um, but I'm going to still be off Khan's back by about eh, 10 feet or so. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to cast Disrupt Undead on the zombie that Khan is engaged with. Well, we're friends, but, you know, it's we're working on it. You're not exclusive, but... Yeah. You're not seeing anyone else. Yeah, it's so kind of like I'm we're seeing multiple people, but, you know. We're cool. <laughs> you need to make a fortitude save, Mr. GM. Copy that. Fortitude save. Do it. Do it. 11. Bah. You fail, and you take nine points of uh, damage. Damn! That's almost how much damage he took when he started hugging me. <laughs> Love hurts, baby. Love hurts. Sebastian. <laughs> Gotta make that strength check. Oh, that's right. You're held, aren't you? I'm held. We're both uh, engaged. <laughs> damn it. That's gonna be 14. No. No? Alright, here we go again. Another strength check. That's even worse. 13. Might as well go for that hard 20, man. Fuck yeah. Nope, didn't make it. That's six. Ah, jeez. Well, the one that's holding you attempts to bite you. With a Reflexive. two. <laughs> <laughs> We're too close to each other. Yeah, he, hang hang away. Away. Hang he tries again at a negative five with a one. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, all right. So now, if right. he has a hold... Sorry, uh, if he has a hold, does that count as an action and then he can do two attacks? No, it's just, it, you're just restrained. He's just holding on to you. It, and then he can get three attacks? Yeah, he gets it. He still gives us three attacks. Wow. Yes, Card that's correct. or lose your teeth. Okay, so <laughs> I'll leave it up to you, Sebastian. Do you want to have him let you go or you want him to draw the card? I say draw the card. I think the cards are fun. This is card night. It is. This is another unarmed? Yes, it is. All right. This is going to be sprain. Until healed, you are clumsy two. Ooh, clumsy two. Uh, so the number two or, or T as well? Uh, yeah. two, two dos for our Spanish-American-speaking friends. Oh, buenos dias. What really quick, what does that do? For some reason, I don't know why I don't have my book over here. I can, I can say so. Clumsy, uh, your movements become clumsy and inexact. Clumsy always includes a value. You take a status penalty equal to the condition value to dexterity-based checks and DCs. So you are negative okay, two. Okay, so minus, minus, two to D, uh, minus two to dex and DCs. Got including oh. AC, reflex saves, ranged attack, and skill checks using acrobatic, stealth, or thievery. Okay, so including my AC is now dropped by two. Okay, yeah, correct. So if this zombie tries zombie, any, screw yeah, man, you're gonna do any, uh, you know, picking locks during this fight? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thank God he's got a hold of something though. Uh, okay, so that'll be the end of his. Uh, actually, he has one more turn, so might as well make it happen. All right, clumsy. Oh, 18. So that's actually eight plus seven, fifteen. 15 on ah. this. Oh, oh, he yes. still got away from me. Con, 
Yeah, we're gonna yeah, break you're this being mother. held and loved. That's so right. Let me. Uh, no, no, it's it's my turn. Oh, okay. Sorry, second zombie. Gonna crunch down on you. Eighteen on the die. That'll hit. Eighteen Ooh. hits. For four points of damage, piercing damage. Okay. How Does you that feeling? mean something? No, like I was just want to see if you were still vertical or if he was going to drop you and go hit the next individual. Oh, please. I'm, I'm fine. I got plenty. That's good because he's going to give it to you again with the hard 20. Oh. All right. Let's see what you got, meat bag. Oh, oh shit, dude. Ryan, did you want to do a... I'll tell you you what. ain't helping, Rena. <laughs> one through, <laughs> one through ten. Yeah. One through ten. We'll pull the card. We'll pull the card. All right. This, <laughs> I'll pull it, baby. So this is called. Uh, so it's there's bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, and bomb or spell. Bludgeoning. Bludgeoning. All right. So that's going to be nighty night. Normal damage, crit effect, the target falls unconscious and can't wake up until the end of its next turn. Unconscious? Con <laughs> <laughs> so he's still wow. taking damage then, right? Yes. Okay. So you take six, nine points of damage. <laughs> no, wait, I'm sorry. Ten points of damage. And now you're unconscious. Okay, so... 10 would have dropped me to zero. I have my orcish ferocity that anytime I'm reduced to zero, I get back up at, at one hit point. You know, so um, does that make me be awake or does that let me be unconscious, but not dying? You're unconscious, but not dying. Okay. I was going to also say, because it says avoid being knocked out. Oh, then you are the not knocked out. Then it negates the to card zero then. hit points, avoid being knocked out and remain okay. at one hit point. Then it negates the card. What I was going to say is, I don't know if anybody has a gold doubloon floating around out there. Listen to them fucking crickets out there. I gave them a bag of gold <laughs> to my potions, and now people is just all pinching it. <laughs> I got half a mind to get that ass and walk my ass back to town, Missy Burline. She treat me a little bit more than this group. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact I don't have any. Yeah, I ain't got shit, brother. I know not someone did because we had two doubloons. And well, I I'll one. tell you what. I'm at He's one got... hit point now. That's great. That's great. I'm above ground. He gets a third attack at my. And he's going to miss, though. No problem. Oh, he's had, it Hard starts point. off at negative two. So, okay. You're, you're good to go. <laughs> Con, let's yes. make that strength check. All righty. Fuck yeah, that's an 18 plus you, uh, strength, 21. You break free. I run like a bitch. <laughs> no, I'm going to, uh, what I want to do is I'm going to do him a, a flurry of blows real quick, and then I'll back up for a move after that. All right. So flurry of blows. That's a total of plus six, 16 to hit. That's going to hit. All right. That's 2d6. A one. That's and a it. Six. Right there. That's it. Plus three. 
<laughs> he had one point left. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. This dude caused you so much grief and damage. What are you talking about? I'm oh, standing. Wow. He ain't. <laughs> well, this motherfucking true. Khan, the people's champion. But you know what? This was an undead orc. Oh. Orc for I, I only uh-huh. half like him. <laughs> Which half? The lower. <laughs> the orc side. The other one. Are you still in? Oh, wait. I could move in if I wanted to, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. We got movement. Yeah, I'm not going to. I need to. I'm at one hit point. I'm not going to. Not gonna do my normal thing. I'm learning from Sorel. He's teaching me. Okay. Do you <laughs> are you staying there? You want to get out of the way, or what do you want? Uh, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna keep the in front of Sorel. Um, that good. Keep just to protect him. him. What's that? Keep blocking his line of sight. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he can't look around me because my guy is six feet wide and six feet tall. Soft as a downy chick. <laughs> 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 Fucking John Denver. Love that man. Love me some John Denver. I'm going to play that to Missy Burline when I see her later. Renna. Renna is, you know, you see her, she she was getting a little bit worked up. She thought Khan was going down. And you see the fangs coming out of her mouth. She was going to run up and eat Fresh this meat. thing. That's right. Oh, yes. <laughs> Get it while it's hot. 98.6 <laughs> degrees She's on your FM dial. Hell, fuck yes. Use two uh, actions to run past Furthog and Khan, and then she, she drops down into the lower um, of the alcoves. Get a little beat on this guy. Ooh, 13 on the dice. That's going to be a 19 total. That'll hit. Hell yeah. Eight. Eight damage. All right. Damn. Damage is damage, baby. Still vertical. You got anything else on that? Nope. That's my three, sir. Okay. Sorrel. Still hanging out the. Uh... The entrance to this cave. What do you want to do? Yeah, I just want to maintain my line of sight, baby. All right, I'm going to hit the uh, the zombie that Sebastian is engaged with with another Disrupt Undead. Another Fortitude save. Yep. 13. You fail and you take 10 points of damage. Jeez. Yeah. And that is the end of his song and dance. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The whole cavern goes quiet for a moment. (laughs) And then you hear something on the other side of the barricade. Perhaps we have some survivors here. Yeah, you talking to one right now, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's Lieutenant Baby to you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Runa's going to move over there and try to get a look at this barricade. Yeah, it's it's stacked up with crates. It looks as though um, most of it was probably built from your side of the alcove it, away. You know, like whoever built it barricaded themselves in rather than mm-hmm. barricaded something the other way. She yells out, Who's there? Who's there? <laughs> knock, knock. Is this an echo? <laughs> Berline sent Who's us. an echo? Berline. 
the person that owns this place. I know who the fuck Berline is. Is she there? No, she sent us. Can he, can he get her? She owes me some back pay. This I don't think you're going to be pay. I don't looking at this. no overtime for this one. If you say a damn thing about OSHA, you ain't walking out of this place. I haven't been walking out anyways. <laughs> Alright, can we start moving away the yeah. barricade stuff? Yeah, Somebody it's, it's line gonna take up you a few minutes though. to get through this barricade. Just so because GM, can I do a treat wounds while we're dancing with this convict, no no pun intended, that's all barricaded in there? Sure. Because it says it, it, it requires me 10 minutes, and if it's going to take a few minutes, then I'm going to yeah, it, and in fact, it, if, <laughs> if everybody's working on it rather than one individual trying to take this thing down, it will take several minutes for them to yeah. clear it know, out. Break more down hands this, this. means less work. How much time has elapsed since our last encounter? How long did this whole encounter that we were in here, you know, since we came back, how much time has elapsed? Since you came minutes. back to the farm? Since we came back to the farm, oh. how much time has elapsed? Maybe like 25 minutes. Okay. So I did a treat wounds. My DC roll I had to do was 15. I got a 15 on the nose, and then I rolled 2d8, getting nine hit points back. Congratulations. Nice. Back in oh, half. Yeah. Back. That's good. Half back. I'm a football player. So eventually, you guys make your way at dismembering this <laughs> poor choice of <laughs> dismantling this barricade <laughs> just bring it off a leg and you see that the the hallway in the northern part of the alcove opens up goes for about 20 feet and then turns to the west hmm. who's there so i'm gonna scout a little bit well, you okay. want to scout a little arena? Uh, Peek around the corner. I'm looking sure. For I'll keep watch on this thing so no one doubles back around. Okay. But, uh... so she, she puts the uh, bow away, you know. She's been on her back. She's moving stuff. And she picks up that torch. And then she'll move down the hallway just cautiously. And uh, when she... It looks like there's some steps here. So she'll kind of see. She's trying to see where this person is in relation to the front of the the little cavern that she's interested in. There's like a little hook over here to the west. Yeah, and those aren't steps. That's just a crate. Okay. Um, I say stealthy and you're bringing the damn torch? <laughs> damn, woman! That's Lieutenant Woman. <laughs> so she's... Uh, damn, Lieutenant Woman, baby! <laughs> she, uh, yeah, she's going to look around this corner here uh, to the west. What does she see? As you peek around that corner to the west, you see that the hallway goes for 20 feet and then opens into a large room. You notice that the only notable feature of this room, besides this lone individual standing in front of this particular item, is a stone well right in the center of it. It's about 15 feet in diameter. You see two metal buckets and a pair of long chains that lie piled haphazardly in the corner. And this lone man or rather a zombie, is just standing there with a rake in his hand that's missing probably about 80% of the teeth on it. He's just wearing these nappy coveralls and a denim shirt, and he appears to be sporting a wig made of animal hair. And when he sees you come around the corner... What the fuck? 
he smiles with this grin and you just see this this grill of wooden teeth there's Sigfik is free Sigfik is rescued yes she's like Sigfried that's that's who I'm addressing Sigfik I Sigfried is Sigfried me Sefig Sefig yes <laughs> does this person <laughs> seem like they were part of the farm or were they like up here all the time like you'd shut out like a the way he's uncle. dressed he totally looks like he's part of the farm he's the farm hand farm she's... hand the farm foot so she's gonna try to uh move forward with this guy and she's gonna ask what oh my fuck you she's like <laughs> what uh what happened here can you tell us are you are you okay what what how can we help you no i i'm i'm sifig sifig water burlites household servants but when Sifi right. died of old age and a knife in the back Sigfig requested a, a place on the farm were you here when the attack happened Sigfig was here Sigfig saw it all do you want to come out of this room and talk to us I don't Sigfig don't want to stay here no more Sigfig saw the zombie charge hands attacking the weird people when they climbed the wall they, they put this weird Foggy fog in the silos with the gray. And then Magusta come out and I go in. What's uh what's that behind you? And she gestures at the well. Is that something that, that's, uh that's Siegfried's water? He was Siegfried was drinking water. He's gotta work on the water. You also notice that um there's a sconce in the southern wall. And it's burning like this this purple flame this this particular torch that's in it is burning this this violet purple flame and he says good good water for vegetables and drinking water hmm. and that's a good chain you should take the chain six feet knows always use a good chain i think uh she'll kind of beckon for the other guys to come in the other people and like get a look at this guy what do you what do you make of this purple flame i've never seen anything like this she'll slowly walk up to him does he look like he's gonna attack not at all this guy he completely looks harmless he's just holding on to the rake it's probably just like a like a security blanket huh. type thing i don't see typically when i found somebody like this i'd offer him food but he's like dead so i don't know what to do so i'm not gonna like break off a piece of my arm i'd normally um, put him down but this is the one that burline wants back she looks at you she's like is that what they teach you with the gray hands yeah that's what it is i'm gonna stand out in this area here and make sure that we don't get crept up on we're all piling in this room not gonna be a good look for us if someone tries to barricade us in there with that old fucking meat bag his he, he his rake has more teeth in his mouth than he does <laughs> shines his teeth at you one more time you see like little knots like wooden knots in them <laughs> your teeth got termites buddy <laughs> rotate Hearthog, does this uh Hearthog, does this torch look interesting to you i haven't moved into the room yet 
Yeah. <laughs> what torch? <laughs> like calling him. Um, can I do a perception check around this room? Anything that's stands out that needs to be interacted with? Yeah, go for it. So that's going to be a uh, 17. Okay. You're looking around the room. Like I said, the only thing you're seeing in in this room is the well in the center of the room. You notice that the, the water looks extremely clear and clean. You see the two buckets and a chain in the corner, which is what Safig was gesturing towards. And that one sconce that has that torch in it that just burning, just continuously burning. Ironically, though, it's not giving off any smoke. Hmm. Maybe it's a magic torch or something. Yeah, I think she's going to just swap that out with the torch she has in her hand. Like, they won't miss it. It seems interesting (laughs) enough to take. Hey, Khan, what are they doing in there? They're talking to some meatbag in there. Apparently, it's the one that Burline wants, Sefig or Sephirgy or whatever his name is. I say we get him. Get back going. Yeah, that's right, man. I'm sorry. Sefig. Sefig was a Burline's household servant. He died. Well, do we remember what else we have to do for Burline here? We figured out the reason why stuff wasn't working, you know, the. We found this group that's polluting the the grains. We found Mogusto went nuts. Don't know. We got a little bit left to search in this area. If we want to do that now, or are you guys ready to take off? Yeah, I want to look at the rest of this little mountain area. I could have sworn that Berline read the AP. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Um, That Berline said there was some sort of underground thing here. I could have sworn that. Maybe I was just we're inside too much a coffee. That's underground. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we'll just tell him. You know, you're you're relatively safe now if you want to come out of this room. But at least we have a witness that can corroborate what we're seeing. And if he gives us any shit, we set fire to him with the purple torch. Exactly. Here, here. Do we so, want to leave him on his own free will? He seems fine. Well, I mean, he's not quite all 100 percent you know, up there. Well, unless this thing goes downstairs, we don't have much more to clear out in this area. I yeah, say I we check out this last room. Agreed. I don't I, I don't feel right letting him out, you know, roaming until we know exactly what's in the rest of this little mountain. But after that, he can get to work cleaning this shit up. Maybe we should <laughs> use one of those good chains. Now this uh, torch is no longer here, correct? Correct. On the map, okay. So Khan's going to move stealthily to the uh, to the south and the west and lean up against the wall and see if he can see anything to the north and the west and then then look down to the south and the west. As you look at the room that's at the western end of that long hallway, you see that's a, a huge room. It's 40 feet wide by almost 100 feet long with a large stone table in the middle of it that's 20 feet wide and 80 feet from end to end. You see on the on top of this table are just heaps of baskets and jars that are just filled with these withered, moldy-looking, rotten vegetables and other edible foods. Looked like they've been there for probably forever. And you see on the western wall, chiseled in the stone, this phrase, 
It says, Old Ergag sups here, enjoying meals with friends and foes alike. And I'd like for you to make an occultism or a society check to decipher that phrase. Shit, you're talking to the wrong person here. I'm not, I don't have any society or any kind of occult. Oh, I guess. I have society. All right, high society. Why don't you roll on in there and make that check yourself? Ooh, 17, baby. Ooh, it's a yeah. winger. Right. <laughs> so that's a 22. So as you're reading this, old Ergag sups here, enjoying meals with friends and foes alike. Basically, you could pick up that the context yeah. was that old Ergag was a cannibal. Ooh. Beyond that, the rest of the room is devoid of of anything else. What would you okay. like to do? I say we grab up old Sefig, question him, talk to him and all that about what happened here and all that while we're on the way back. Agreed. I think we have a pretty good idea. You guys, what do you think? I agree. I just don't trust him. Might run off or something. He just doesn't seem right in the head. He's one of those smart meat bags that works for the farm. Kind of like that old Major Domo, what's his name? Murek. Murek. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see that fool again. <laughs> so you guys are done with the farm? Are you guys pulling yeah. out of the farm? Taking yeah. Sefig with you? Yeah, it appears we've pretty much cleared this area. So you get back to your wagon and you start making your way back to Grey Dirge. And he's just smiling, just happy to be moving back towards Grey Dirge or like wherever a dog he originally came from. Yeah. In a car. yeah, he's like a dog in the car. Like an old ass dog. Waggling his rake, driving his ass to the vet. <laughs> in most of the questions you ask him, he, he does his best to answer. But you could definitely tell that it's it's like interviewing Simple Jack. It's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Never go full retard. Yeah. You, you definitely get that that feel from him, especially with the wig and the teeth and everything. Um, you eventually make it back to the gates that lead into Great Urge proper. Tell me what you'd like to do. I say we march up to Burlines, go knock on the door, just like we did last time. Maybe a little bit of decorum would be good. Remember, she wasn't, she was none too happy for us just, you know, strolling in. She didn't want uh, anybody else to find out that she was using us outsiders. Um, and you there's figure, no back door, though. We have no other way to go in. It's nighttime at this time, by the way. So Isn't once again, you're starting to up? see a lot of the people Bustling, milling about. It, it might be in our best interest to cover up Sefig. Put a blanket or something over him. Well, like, we're going to play a game. It's called lay down and put this over you. See how long you can be quiet. So we can do that. He was quiet a long time in room. Good job. Just considering Scooby snack. Considering how she, how uh, she reacted to us last time. I agree. A little bit of uh, discretion would probably be good for us right now. I don't know if we could send like a message up there or maybe just one person kind of run even to the person that we hate, Murek, but just let, like, hey, we're ready to tell you what's going on whenever you are, that kind of thing. I'm on it. I'll go up there. I have a way with her. And Murek, he loves me. He called me a lord. So you go to the door? 
knock on the door. Missy Berline! Oh my god. <laughs> a few moments later, the door opens, and you see Murek standing there. Oh, look. My favorite, least favorite. Where are the... Oh, Joy, tell me they died. You are the yeah, lone survivor. I'm the last one there is. I yeah. need to see Missy Berline. Right. We got answers. Well, since you announced it so forcefully, allow me to get the madam. Please come into the parlor. Have a seat. What, no other dead cousin this time, my lord? No, we got another friend, though. Oh, dubious. And you see him leave. In a few minutes, pass by and he comes back. The madam will be here momentarily. And you see her come down the stairs. She's not dressed in a nightgown this time. She's still in her attire. And she looks at you and she says, Oh, Master Khan, I see you have returned. Where are your comrades? Don't tell me that they expired. No, they're all waiting out front. They thought it'd be more proper if someone of my decorum uh, was, you know, came to the door. It would look a little bit more representable, you know, someone coming up of my caliber to your place. Very but I prudent. came to tell you, we found your man Sefig, and we believe we found the answer to what's going on with the farm. Oh, please, sir. Do inform me. I, w I would like to know more about this. Should we just have everyone come up and bring Sefig as well? Have your friends join us. Leave Sefig out in the garden. Um, one of the other zombie hands will procure him and put him to work until we can get the farm back up moving again. So Yes, ma'am. I'll go get him and I'll come right back. So I'll trot back to the group and tell him that uh, she wishes to see see us and hear hear the you know what we found out when you get there we um have we're doing the thing with like an american cheese slice on his head seeing how long he can like keep it there before he eats it <laughs> i'm not familiar with these games you have vampires play because you don't have any society. <laughs> Maybe it's a Florida thing. <laughs> it's quite amusing. Check it out, Con. <laughs> we got him to 10 seconds last time. So as you guys make it back into the parlor, after you're done digging in each other, uh, she actually closes the parlor doors. Murek, there'll be no need for any interruptions for a while, please. Yes, Max. Closes the door. <laughs> so tell me, what information, what news do you have as for why Ergag's farm had uh, had suddenly stopped producing? Renna's going to whip out a big fucking kilo of white powder. And she's like, we got a whole new business. No, no she's like, so she does open that up and she'll start explaining how we found this. And it's been like put into the grain. I've never seen this before. Have either of you ever seen this before? was all over the place there. A group of men brought it in, wearing that insignia that we brought you earlier. They were all disposed of, though. Yeah, How many men not... were there? How many about infiltrators? Six, six or seven. On our count. Hmm. We didn't have to deal with them, though. They were already dealt with. Really? That's interesting. We also managed to uh, recover a vial of uh, some kind of grayish fluid. We couldn't identify it ourselves. Maybe you might know what it is. And Sebastian will hand her over the the vial of uh, 
fluid that he collected from one of the corpses. She looks at it, then tucks it away inside of her pocket, and she says, uh, Well, uh, with the exception of my cousin, and I'm assuming Magusta meeting their fate, I have nothing but gratitude for what you four have done, and you've upheld your end. She produces a key, and the key shank is made of iron, and the bow is a tiny skeletal hand clutching a red glass marble. The manor that I bequeath to you is about a mile north of Grey Dirge. It might interest you to know that the manor has passed through many hands over the decades. The end of the line was Kalag the Collector, but I'm not exactly sure who he was, whether he was important or even what constituted his title of Collector. The deed had passed me because of some inheritance that no one laid claim to, and since, by all accounts, Kalag was an aristocrat of sorts, albeit secretive, and from what I've been able to gather about the recluse, he was entirely boring. I mean, no one knows if he really used the manor's torture room, but the city decided to resolve the manor's ownership by pawning the responsibility of the property to the nearest bloodlord. Me. So I suggest you be careful. I may have need of your assistance. And, well, simply, it just wouldn't do for you to meet your demise as a result of mold or mildew. She hands the key to you gentlemen. <clears throat> and ladies. Oh, did that. <laughs> Sorry, she like curtsies. She, she curtsies. <laughs> That's Lieutenant Gentleman. Oh. Well, if there'll be no more intrusion, I bid you well until I need you again. She oh, turns, you know where we'll up, be. <laughs> she opens up the parlor door and you see Muir kind of, Oh, sorry, madam. <laughs> I, I was a bit too close to the door. The wind pulled me in, vacuum, you know, and all. Did she say that the place was used as a torture chamber? We're going to have to search this whole damn place. I ain't sleeping in there till we okay. make sure it's cleared out. Well, that'll be your next stop. Next the session. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the oven. Don got a penthouse. <laughs> Where you are, hot tub. <laughs> you still got your torch, too, right, Rena? Yeah. I'll we'll see how long that, that goes. <laughs> you must come with me to the future. I stole some pants off a bomb. They fit Please. perfectly. Yes. Yellow in the front, brown in the rear. The easiest way to put them on. You have visual cues. It's better than brown in the front and red in the rear. Yeah. Oh my god. The murder hole. <laughs> the murder. <laughs> the Your Sarlacc is mine. God. All right, you slobs. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. 
And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We have also have a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over and hit that subscribe bell. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted there, so check us out. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session... Keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.